You are listening to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. On this podcast, I will share stories and invite conversations that will help you grow and support sustainability within your yoga practice, your pathway of service as a yoga teacher, and beyond. Hey, are you a yoga teacher that sometimes feels unclear about the direction you should take in your teaching path, or possibly you feel uncertain and lack confidence in areas of your teaching skill set? Well, this is where a mentor is so crucial to come alongside of you to help sift through and reinforce the skills it takes to create longevity and to sustain a healthy teaching career. I have 20 years of teaching experience, and I am passionate about supporting you and other teachers to grow and expand into the teacher you desire to be. I can totally support you within a variety of areas, including how to run a successful yoga studio, how to operate as a solo entrepreneur, develop effective workshops and successful teacher trainings, and even the development of your very own podcast to support your teaching career and more. Private mentoring sessions are the fastest and best way for you to get the results you are seeking. Ready to dive in and work with me one-on-one? Well, I'm ready. So head over to my website, sandyraper.com, or click the link in the show notes and schedule your call today. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper, and I am looking forward to spending time with you in today's episode. We will be unpacking mistake number three within the three mistakes that you may be making as a yoga teacher. This has been a series that we have been exploring for the last couple of episodes. So if you haven't listened to part one and part two of the series, then I highly recommend you do so because it's going to give you a greater context on how to process your approach overall to the role as a yoga teacher and how you are showing up in that role. I love how all three of these, quote, mistakes give us a wonderful opportunity for evaluation and refinement. All right, let's get into today's episode. Mistake number three. You may be making this mistake through a lack of your understanding of how stewardship impacts your service as a yoga teacher. I often talk of the two driving forces and evaluation behind why I teach, and this is service and connection. These two points of evaluation are always what I continue to use as markers for alignment and understanding whether the teaching opportunities I pursue align into these two areas of focus. Let's spend a few moments expanding our understanding of the service component. Let me first ask, do you view or have you ever really considered your role as teacher as being an act of service? First, we want to ask that. Not that you are just offering a, quote, service or a product, if you will. 
And certainly you are offering a service to the students that you teach, but are you taking action from a heart of service? So this is more your being, right? Your attitude of service. Are you serving the students you are teaching? If you don't feel confident in this technical aspect of leading an asana class, then you need to evaluate your current approach to sequencing and invest some time in getting that understanding cleaned up. The quicker you can clean up that, the more time you're going to have to create for yourself to dive into the study of being an effective yoga teacher. And this study, this pursuit will always begin within your own experience of the yoga practice as a student. I believe I've already said this, but I will say it again. You cannot, in integrity of being, ask students to go somewhere that you are not willing or you are not in pursuit of yourself. It's just not congruent within this heart space of service that I have talked about. You know, you are not providing a service or a product in the classes you lead. You are providing an intangible experience that comes from you having prepared skillfully with dedication to knowing what you're talking about (laughs) because you have experienced it. You aren't trying to convince students to have the same experience of yoga as you have had because that's not realistic or it's not even attainable. You are simply showing up prepared with purpose, ready to focus on what students might actually be hearing within the space of the classroom, and you do so from a heart of service. And there you go. There are the three mistakes all summed up in one sentence, right? But really, they all go together, but are all individually worthy of our pursuits in becoming more effective and skillful as teachers. So do you have a different lens from which to view service now and how that applies to your role as a teacher? And if you're listening and you aren't a yoga teacher, then I hope that you are hearing how this shows up for us all within the scope of our human interactions. This applies to how we show up in every area of our life. And are we waiting to be served or are we truly ready to step out and meet life with a heart that is ready to serve and bring value to others? Now, let me come back to the stewardship piece within mistake number three. And this understanding better how stewardship shows up and partners nicely with serving our communities teaching yoga. What has shown up for me recently is the concept and action of stewardship and being a good steward of all that has been entrusted to me and within the relationships I have in my life. And let me expand on this. Now, stewardship hasn't been a foreign concept for me. I was taught at a young age the value of stewardship, and in particular, the application of this practice within my faith practice. For me, this is revealed and reflected within my devotion and acknowledgement that all I am and all that I have comes from God. It has been a practice for me and a marker in evaluating how well I am being as a steward of the gifts that God has bestowed graciously, along with the responsibility of what I am doing with what I have been given. 
So it's within the same concept or context that it dawned on me recently that stewardship has just as much importance and relevance to the act of service and connection found in being a yoga teacher. Within my 20 years teaching experience, I have never actually owned a studio. Instead, I have worked independently as an entrepreneur within this industry. Within this entrepreneurship, I have supported and committed to many studios over these years, and I've been a part of their teaching staff. I can say I've been a part of some studios that have successfully grasped the concept of connection, community, and service, while some other studios have struggled in this area. And I truly believe the studios that have struggled were the ones that didn't have this as a clear vision and purpose. So let's talk a little more about stewardship and let me expand and give an example of where I think this shows up for us as teachers. About a year ago, I found myself once again taking an active part in supporting a yoga studio. Within this last experience, the concept of stewardship really showed up into the foreground of my thoughts and how this applies to all of us yoga teachers, whether we are out teaching in our communities, whether it be a yoga studio, a gym, or other places of businesses in our communities. Stewardship applies in our approach to the role and relationship that we step into when we accept a position as a teacher in these spaces. Ultimately, the support we can give to the ownership is to approach the position and space as a gift. And in the receiving of that gift and opportunity to teach, we as teachers serve from the attitude and heart of service that isn't selfish or self-seeking. We serve with the outward focus that offers value to all that step into the space, the space that someone else, right, the ownership has contributed and sacrificed of their time, their resources, and their financial security to create the space, the space of service in the community. As yoga teachers, independent contractors, in most cases, we should approach this relationship with this same acknowledgement and responsibility in being a good steward of the opportunity that has been entrusted or really gifted to us. As a yoga teacher, if you aren't careful, you can quickly fall into the opposite of this perspective of stewardship and service how quickly you can become consumed by what you want and how you want to teach and your pursuits as a teacher. You forget the piece of service and you start to constrain yourself really to a space of approaching your role as teacher as one that brings you comfort by you teaching within the design of your choosing rather than how you can be of service to support the community and the ownership of the space you've been gifted to teach in. It's important as yoga teachers that we not only understand the personal meaning and clarity behind our roles as teachers, but to also understand how we are supporting the spaces where we have accepted teaching positions, along with the responsibilities of what that role of support really means and looks like to the leadership and ownership. 
we should ask ourselves really whether we are being good stewards of the spaces within that we teach. Are we showing up in an attitude of service that's void of us making it about ourselves, but rather turning our focus towards how we might best support the studio, the leadership, and community from really our highest self? And that's a capital S self. <laughs> our highest self that it's not driven by ego, right? That's the little s self. We must also ask whether we are showing up with an attitude to collect and receive our drop-in rate while we leave without any regard really to the gift that we have been given and having someone willing to open and share a space with us so we actually have a place to teach. Have we processed the sacrifices that have been made so that we might be afforded this opportunity to share and teach? Are we stepping into the classroom to teach ready to give freely, or are we more focused on what we feel we need as a teacher, possibly what we think we deserve? Remember, service is comprised of an outwardly driven focus that results in a value-created act of service. This is probably a good place for me to stop and mention, <laughs> yoga teacher. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's much bigger. Our role in this act of service I keep talking about is beyond us. But we greatly right, have opportunity to be a part and bear witness of it. I also believe that this concept of service and stewardship trickles down from the ownership. So if you're listening and you own a studio, then I offer this reflection to you as you set the overall vision for the leadership of your studio. When the leadership within the studio directs the flow of outward service as their focus and mission, then not only are the individuals being served, benefited, but the overall operating environment of the studio will benefit. This ultimately will support a cohesion among the staff of the studio and an aligned vision that threads throughout the teaching staff. This is powerful. This is effective. And this creates value for everyone. Behaviors that stem from helping and serving end up changing the environment in which they are conducted. It creates a, a norm of reciprocating, right? The, the giving and the receiving come into balance and people feel compelled to be givers and, and to serve themselves. Numerous studies have even connected serving others with an unselfish attitude to stress reduction. Now, to me, this clearly substantiates even more the importance of a heart of service within our roles as yoga teachers. We believe that the practice of yoga provides stress-reducing support, so why wouldn't we want to embody and even model the attitude from which this benefit can be found within how we are being as teachers? Makes sense to me. Now, lastly, serving from an attitude and heart of service and stewardship will support connection more fully for you as a teacher and for the teacher-student relationship to develop. A heart of service builds trust and adds value to created action and experience that we facilitate as teachers. 
Yoga teacher, I'll leave you with this. Get clear on your role as a teacher. Get clear on why you desire to be a yoga teacher. Is it the doing part of the role that you focus more on, or have you really evaluated what being a yoga teacher really entails and requires? Invest time in this inquiry. Consider your understanding of what service means to you and how you show up in that capacity within the spaces where you teach. And then ask yourself, are you being a good steward of the gifts you've been given? The gift of the teachings of yoga you have been given and the gift of the opportunity to share and teach in the spaces where you teach. Well, that wraps up this mini-series on the three mistakes yoga teachers may be making. I hope that you will spend some time in reflection on how these potential mistakes might be showing up for you and then cultivate a willingness to refine and shift your perspective, maybe take a detour in your approach to your role in order that you can become more effective and more skillful as a yoga teacher. I'm excited to share with you that I am working on another series of episodes that will focus on the relationships that we have as yoga teachers and what those look like and how they fit into our overall success and longevity as teachers. Yoga teacher, I am your biggest fan and I want nothing more than for you to feel supported, inspired, encouraged to go out in the pursuits of this worthy endeavor, sharing the beautiful practice of yoga. I'll look forward to connecting and meeting with you again soon. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Until we meet again, remember to begin, to become, and to expand beyond.